My name is Yessi, and I play the Dwarf Fighter Grimton Steadyhand, a paladin of Bahamut and special legionnaire of the Pandominion. You're listening to Advantage. episode number 033 the party continued to explore the library of traditions the magical catalog and the fade arc under the care of the druidic circle of the land and that's where we'll pick up Two seconds early, Jesus. Uh, Sarah, I loved your. <laughs> I, I wish that the podcasting audience could see you waving your arms around. It was okay. sort of in rhythm. No, I'm it like was, it was, mostly it, just excitement. I'm it like looked like a hallelujah sort of thing that you were going for. Yeah. I pulsed my body like you're at a Pentecostal church. Does anybody remember where we left off? We were yeah. about to leave the library. Yeah, we're getting yeah. around to leaving kind the library. Of? One of the spirits is also a god. I can't remember which spirit. <laughs> the the one of the gods spirit. is also a spirit. Yeah, it was the grandmothers and the goddess I Yeah, 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 yeah. I distinctly recall that... And I'm was... poisoned. The, yeah. That... Yes. But we don't know that yet. <laughs> but also... Um, Grimton is fixing to die. Several He's probably got us all 20 hours. Uh, skeletons had their chest cavities broken. Oh, yeah. As if yeah, yeah. The, their hearts um, were removed, and we suspect perhaps producing wood woods. Right, which has made us want to try to leave Quicker. sooner rather than later. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I opened the book and zapped my mind. <laughs> you opened the book and zapped your mind. Um, for the audience, we are picking up right after something happened. I don't exactly remember what. There were audio and internet connectivity issues at the very tail end of the last episode which has produced this kind of like amorphous end that uh i have not edited yet and so i don't quite remember where we left off so if there's redundant stuff recorded in this upcoming section i want you to know that this is the canon version of history oh (laughs) whatever whatever yeah whatever happened last time who knows? That's an alternate reality. Uh, perhaps there's there's some butterfly effect that might have caused, um, uh, for example, the gold dragon, uh, the king of Zadal, to explode in a fiery burst of white hot liquid fire. Plot somehow. twist. This is where like our universes diverge. We're creating different things. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> exactly. Uh, now That's, we need another podcast that... for, like, the other universe. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, anyway, we're picking up on something, and this is the correct version. So, let me go ahead and read you, like, the treasures and such that were in this room so that we can kind of remind ourselves of what's going on. It's kind of a really fuzzy intro into this. Yeah. Um, there was a target. There was a target. That target was on... A shield that Grimton you picked up and equipped, if I remember right. Oh yeah, you, for now. Um, yeah, you have it equipped for now. Uh, <laughs> you were we left off as you were debating the dubiousness of taking that shield with you out of a library. Um, there was a fancy wand that, as I described last time, if I remember right, was like a copper wand that. It's as if you bent a three-foot copper pipe in half and then took one end and then twisted it up, uh, kind of creating this, like, double helixy shape. And then on the other end is this same grandmother mask. 
uh, of both Ayun and the grandmother spirits. Um, other stuff that you found include a potion of, uh, it's called universal solvent. There's also sovereign glue, which is the uh, contrast to that. There are various potions. Uh, Ulrich, you found what was called Oathbow. You picked that up off a statue. Somebody, I don't remember who picked up a tome called the the tome of leadership and influence i think that might have been zach no i I picked up a well i might have but i also picked up it was something to make golems yeah the manual of golems which totally fried your face yeah and left you with like one hit point or something ridiculous like that yeah uh i'm going to take a step back and just kind of let you have it if you want to role play anything i don't know if you do and i'll figure something else out how to segue us into the rest of the adventure i know that Ulrich, like, feels weird about taking something from a place like this. Yeah. Not so much out of respect for that place, more so uh-huh. out of a general distaste for the supernatural. Um, and right. uh, just not really trying to fight something right now. <laughs> like, yeah. Just, like, not trying to pick a fight. <laughs> Now, is is that distaste for the supernatural a distaste of, like, magic at large? Is that a weird manifestation? Or are you just, like, super concerned right now of, like, dabbling in potentially bad spiritual stuff? No, it's it's not. Yeah, it, it's more like that. It's not magic that, that bothers, bothers them. Because, honestly, in this world, like, magic is the accepted science. Like, <laughs> it's, right. not, it's not the arcane. It's, it's more the the sort of cosmic forces, those, like, preternatural beings and forces that act on us, specifically the gods and the spirits, and, like, this is a right. spirit's place, and that is a spirit's object, so they're not gonna mess with it. Got it. S- d- divine primal ownership of this thing that you see, recognize and understand. Yeah. Polaris is looking at it more as, this is a library, Right. And we were invited into the library. And what do you do from libraries? You borrow things. Let's make that phrase that you just said uh, in character. Okay. So you said that sure, out loud. Sure, that's fine. I mean, Alaris, yeah, but like, first of all, I don't very much like the idea of borrowing from the spirits because I don't want them to come calling. Second of all, like, <laughs> exactly when do you plan on returning these things, dear Alaris? Hey, remember when you uh, had an overdue, not an overdue library book, but you were gone from the Weaver School forever, and then they charged you, like, 90 gold? I do, I remember. 90 spirit gold. (laughs) Yeah, so what kind of fines do the spirits charge? I guess that's something that I'm willing to find out. (laughs) I might have a bunch of spirit gold in my piggy bank. Well, how about this? Can I roll an arcana check to see what kind of wand this is? Maybe I'm not even interested in it. Yeah, sure. That's going to be a 21. You recognize this as the Wand of Secrets. Uh, from the Dungeon Master's Guide, this wand has three charges. While holding it, you can use an action to expend one of its charges. If a secret door or trap is within 30 feet of you, the wand pulses and points at the one nearest to you. The wand regains 1d3 expended charges per day at dawn that does seem like a pretty cool one you say out loud giving us no context that you discerned this correct yeah Yeah, you just like looked at it really heavily (laughs) with some fear intensity uh it can this wand is the wand of secrets it can um show you where secret doors and passages Ah. are so if there were to have been a passage behind that pile of rubble yeah like like for instance all all I'll give an example. I'm going to use the wand to see if there's any secret passages around. Give me give me some flavor text for what this looks like to you. Um, I'm going to give it like a, a swish and flick motion. Love you, Sam. Sue us, JK Rowling. Um, and in that swish and flick motion, you kind of like open up your palm in that and let the wand yeah sort of uh, you you open up your pond and hold, hold it level and then it, allow it to point where it wants to go sort of like a compass and when you put it in a yeah, needle in exactly, water yeah. only on my hand yeah that makes indeed sense. the wand 
point at uh, a bookshelf and begins to pulse and you can kind of feel it vibrating in your hand uh, as it looks at this bookshelf. Well, so as you can see, there should be some sort of secret passage right in this room. Oh yeah. Grimpen goes and examines the bookshelf. There are a whole bunch of tomes of various subjects and lengths and quality. Um, however, one book stands out to you in particular because it is not on the shelf at all. It is on the ground besides the, beside the shelf. Uh, it's bound with a red leather cover that appears to be in like a more pristine condition than any of the other scrolls in the chamber. And you open it and you discover that it is written in a draconic script that you cannot understand, but you can tell that the subject of this tome is very powerful. And one of the pages is creased, dog-eared. Hey, this book is in a language I can't understand. I feel that it's very powerful though. Like some heavy rhetoric in this or something, you know? <laughs> Alaris, go take a look at it. <laughs> yeah, I'll this take a look at stuff, it. Right? What's the name of the spell that you've got? I forget. Uh, comprehend Languages. Oh. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, I'll give it a shot. You look at this page that's dog-eared, and um, I'm a lazy dungeon master, so I'm just going to read what's out of the dungeon master's guide. Um, yes, Joe, because and you we can describe read this... you as a lazy dungeon master. <laughs> I appreciate the flattery. So this is under a section called the Rod of Resurrection. This rod has three charges, five charges, excuse me. While you hold it, you can use an action to cast one of the following spells from it. Heal, which expends one charge, or Resurrection, which expends five charges. The rod regains one expended charge daily at dawn. Wait, so what? So you can either use one charge to heal or shoot all five to bring somebody back to life, but it takes five days to get that back. But it's also just like talking about the item? Yeah. So this this book can bring people back to life? No. no. The rod the that... The book is it... talking about a rod that can. Okay. And it was dog-eared. Hmm. The wand that is in your hand is still freaking out. It's still pulsing. Uh, and still pointing at the bookshelf. Go ahead and give me investigation checks, the lot of you. Not 20. I rolled 10, Joe. Nice. 18 plus 9, 27. Oh yeah, much better. 19. I'm going to say that Grimton, right where you picked up this book, and Morlinde, on the other side of the bookshelf, you discover two runes, one on each side. They're about waist height for a human, so Grimton, it's a little bit above your face. Maybe not above your face, but like chest height. These glyphs of warding are faintly scratched into the wall. Hey, there's a glyph over here. I look at it. Can I read it? Um, you can tell that it's a glyph of warding. A what? It's just a symbol to keep people out of a certain area. I like, if it. you broke the glyph, then it would... Presumably, you could go through whatever it's warding. Oh. Yeah. Um, Grimton, did you say that you touch it? I sure did. Wait, wait, wait. Before he does... Auric, seeing Grimton, like, reaching out about to touch something, I, like, reach over and grab his hand, not aggressively, but, like, I grab his hand before he can touch it, and I'll be like... Uh, Auric, give me a dexterity check, or, or a dexterity saving throw to see if you can get there in time. <laughs> I crit failed that. It happened in slow <laughs> right, motion, uh, and he was too slow. Yeah. <laughs> like, nah! Um, Grimton, you touch it. And go ahead and make a wisdom saving throw. So, okay. Mm, that's an eight. You are immediately consumed by fear. <laughs> so mechanically, you're going to be frightened for this. And you must take a dash action out of line of sight of this glyph. So I guess you, like, run around the corner. All right. Are you okay? What just happened? I don't know, but you, I don't like it. There's something you, bad about that. You just touched... A word. Morlinde, sometimes things are secret for a reason and are better left as secrets. I mean, I'm interested. Well, do we have any way to break the ward? But I don't want to touch it. You're going to try to break this glyph? Yeah. yeah I don't have any spells that... I, with our arcane powers combined. Mm-hmm. 
We'll pull like a Captain Planet thing. Well, tell me how, what this looks like and what you're doing. Uh, just uh, gonna. You can't. <laughs> I'm gonna do some, like a history roll or something to see what I remember about breaking wards that I learned at school. Mm-hmm. That'll be a 16. You remember the spell Glyph of Warding and all the things that you remember of that. Um, well, I'm going to go ahead and read what's in there. It's a third level abjuration spell. Uh, when you use a spell, you inscribe a glyph that harms other creatures upon the surface. Uh, yada, 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 yada. If you choose a surface, yada, yada, yada. The glyph is nearly invisible and requires a successful intelligence check, yada, yada, yada. Uh, this doesn't say anything about getting rid of them. Mm-hmm. It's more about making them. Yep. If I'm missing something, sorry, audience. I'm just going to kind of magic it. Like, you know, just... just, <laughs> just Magic at it? Like, just kind of harness the magical energy, yeah, focus yeah, yeah. it forward towards the glyph. Should we put our hands in the air and, like, send you our life force? <laughs> oh, my God. Listen to this Reddit. It says... Disabling wards, parentheses, and all sorts of traps be- via triggering them is why I say that a bag of chickens is bolded, essential adventurer equipment. A bag of chickens? <laughs> we should have triggered this with a bag of chickens. I think I think the bag is so that you have several. Yeah, so you, you can have like chickens. Chicken. Yeah, one chicken per <laughs> trap, basically. Did we decide if chickens can, if things can stay alive in the bag of holding? I can't remember. There are ten minutes of air. Morlinde, you find you find this Reddit thread listed (laughs) among the tomes of the bookshelf. All right. So anything you find in there will be useful. Also, you say, I wish we had a. We should have a. I do wish we had a bag of chickens. She finds a book by the ancient uh, writer Reddit. <laughs> the, uh, oh, it also inscribed on the bottom is guys this is almost a spell of the legacy of this. i almost picked up this spell today when we leveled up then but then i was like i don't need it dispel <laughs> magic is the only way i know of to dispel a glyph i literally was like no that's nice and then like went on to a different spell that i thought was more useful <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh. I don't have that spell. Everybody, give me insight checks. Or no, arcana checks. Either or, it's fine. <laughs> That's going to be a negative, but I'll t- I got four. I got a 12. If I can roll insight, it's five. Uh, 18. Morlinde, as you're reading this and you're trying to go through what might solve your problem here, you realize that the only thing that happened when Grimton touched the glyph was that he just was consumed by fear and ran out. Grimton, you're back in the room, by the way. Like, the fear has worn off. Like, you didn't lose hit points. You weren't lacerated. You weren't consumed by fire, Ulrich. Um, Hey, you know what? That wasn't so bad. You think we should just touch it again? Touch it harder? (laughs) (laughs) No, I personally think we should leave it be. Grimton, why don't you try (laughs) slashing the glyph with your sword? I can make my staff magic-y. I have two magic-y weapons. Also, there are other magic-y weapons in this room. And also yep. non-magical weapons, and really kind of whatever you want. That was a bit much. I take back whatever <laughs> you want. A bag of chickens! I distinctly recall a Vorpal sword existing. So back to your problem. Somebody was going to touch this thing with a magical weapon. These glyphs. Of which there are two. Yeah, on the yep, was going to. Theoretically, if I, like, held one in each hand and touched them simultaneously, like, do I have the reach for that? <laughs> Give me one. I'll do it. Why are we using magical weapons? I think I missed that part. I say out loud. Because it's magical? I feel like we need to magic it. That's just like my hunch. It's just one of those things where you're like, well, if it's already magical, then why not you use, why would you use regular weapons? You should use magic weapons. If, especially if you had them at your, like if there was just normal weapons around, we would use normal weapons. But if we have the option for magic weapons. I don't need much convincing. Don't get me wrong. I was just wondering why. Just slash your sword at the book. Who's got these the weapons in their hand? Dang it. I have one. I guess I'll have the other one. Yeah. I toss flame tongue to Morlinde. Yeah. On fire or not? No, uh, thanks. Not, not on fire. <laughs> Do you know how to ignite Catch. it? Yeah, I just like this is a sword that you just <laughs> Even if it's not on fire, you're just throwing a sword. Morlinde, give me a dexterity saving oh, throw. Oh god. I was hoping that would happen. It's like it's sixteen plus. You got the radiant sword and flame tongue 
and you're both at either end of the bookshelf ready to stab these cliffs? Yes. Yes. I have taken noticeable steps backwards and have turned just slightly. Like, as if to, like, turn my shoulder <laughs> Make to Make yourself it. smaller? Yeah. Well, not like I'm small already, but, like, my shoulder is what wants to take this, not like my front or back. I'm going to also step back a little bit and use the time while everyone's slightly distracted to just take the wand of finding secret things and just kind of slide it into my robes. All right. On three. One, two, three. Stab. Jump. <laughs> the second time and are again consumed by fear. Morlinde, you join Grimton as well as you both make a, a dash action out of sight of these two glyphs and into the other room. As as they fled, Auric and Alaris, you two witness this bookshelf swing open into a dark room. You see three chests sit on the far wall. Two of them have been broken into. Their locks are like busted on the ground. One of the open chests still has something in it the other's contents are missing so huh. two open chests one locked chest can i go i want to go look and see what's in the open chest i'd like to go in okay. and just like see if i can discern this is like clearly broken into correct correct okay grimton and Morlinde, i'll let you two decide when your fear wears off probably a minute and you two join in so alaris and auric this open chest that still has something in it contains a jagged sword. A jagged sword. How, like a like a short sword? Long sword? What do you want it to be? I imagine it's a short sword. It's got uh, not quite a serrated edge, but it's definitely got teeth. Like, I'm, I'm picturing, like, a Daedric sword from Skyrim. Yeah. Yeah. It's just got a really weird messed up blade mm -hmm. that would never actually work in real life, I don't think. What do you think of the sword? Uh, I mean, it's a sword. It seems odd to me that if these were clearly broken into, that that was left. Yeah. Well, maybe it's just a normal sword that looks a little weird and might not have any magical properties. I, like, gesture obviously at it <laughs> and be like, I don't need any knowledge to know that that is magical. <laughs> like, like, nobody has that much flair just for their weapon. That probably is doing something. I rolled a 12. Uh, you can't identify it. <laughs> Ulrich's logical statements resonate and you realize oh yeah okay he, he's sure. right they're right it's, excuse me yeah it's probably magical but you never know sometimes people just have a flair for like when you grew up when you grow up with someone who works with the legacies like you you just see a lot of people that have a lot of artistic prowess and sometimes people just like master yeah sometimes people. people just like to be ornamental with their creations Sure, this is probably magical, but it might not be. All right, so I'm not scared anymore. <laughs> you you announce <laughs> as you walk in. I'm fine. Everything is fine. Uh, Morlinde, check out this slightly above average sword. That looks magical. <laughs> That's what I said. That's what I said. Alaris is over here trying to convince me that it's potentially not magical. So why don't we just check? So I'm going to check. <laughs> An arcana check. Like, I don't know why this sword in particular was locked up. It could just be out there with the normal swords. You look at it, and you can see some sort of necrotic energy coming from this particular sword. It is magic, and it might be the not good kind, so just be careful if you're going to take that. Hey, what was in that first chest you guys opened? A pile of gold. <laughs> 90 gold. Did you take it? No. What'd you do with it? As soon, as soon as we opened it, it just vanished. That sounds about right. So open the third one then. Do you want to open it? I mean, it, sure. I can... I'm gonna go with the no option again, just like because somebody's got to. <laughs> Grimton, go ahead and open it. I'm just it. really curious about it. I can try to just hack it off, but that seems a little disrespectful. Also, considering that that was done twice, why wasn't it done a third time? Like. Something doesn't add up here, guys. But hey, I'll give it a shot. Well, what if they got, like, ambushed and so they had to run out? Or what if they couldn't open the lock? Or they were looking for something specific. I thought you guys opened it. Whoa, 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 whoa. No, these two were open already. That well, I one. missed that important factoid. <laughs> Thanks for staying in character, Yessie. Hey, thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> oh, shoot. <laughs> 
So, no. We didn't open these, and I'm honestly made uncomfortable at the prospect of opening this third one. Because, again, I feel like there was a reason. So there wasn't was a pile of gold? I feel lied to. You were lied to. I was. <laughs> Grimson, I'm sorry that I lied. But I, I would say that they probably found what they were looking for in the second chest. Like, they opened the first chest, and it was the sword. And they're like, I don't care about the swords. So they opened the second chest, and they're like, this is what I was looking for. It's a magical cloak or something. You think it and was they took the that, and they left. Probably the Rod of Resurrection, if knowing our luck. And then the third chest is going to have, like, <laughs> a magical bow or something. Like, the bow of never missing. And, like... <laughs> is that a thing? I don't know if it is a thing Absolutely. Not, but... <laughs> in no uncertain terms. So, yay or nay on the, like, taking a whack at this lock? I gotta know. I say holding... Take a whack at it. The sword. What's the worst that could yeah, happen? take a whack at it. There's lots of worse things that could happen, but... Just whack it off, right here and now. <laughs> <laughs> Before I do, can I take a moment to examine it closely? Like, feel it, weight it, like, really get in there. Yep. Possibly roll an arcana check. <laughs> yeah, I am. you can roll an arcana <laughs> check. Yeah, he's gonna feel it and weight yeah. it. Examine uh -huh. it closely. Uh -huh. nope. I rolled a fourteen on the Arcana check. Is it magic? <laughs> Surprisingly mundane. That's just a normal lock. Alright, I'm gonna whack it off. Okay, go for it. <laughs> We're adults. Gotta make sure you hit it hard though. But I'm gonna use tooth knowing that it is a mundane lock. Uh give me an attack roll for swinging at this lock. <laughs> Not twenty. Oh, it breaks off. <laughs> you whacked it off real good. Mm -hmm. So real I just good. definitely like wind up like axe over shoulder and like come underneath it like real baseball swing-ish and even though it's metal on metal it has a distinctive like wood whack <laughs> when it flies off there yeah, guys locks off yeah i whacked it off someone open it all right i'll open it you find a wand man there's In wands there. everywhere what kind of wand is this Give me an you get a check. wand and you get a wand 23 you identify this as the wand of fear uh, you get command, the spell command, while holding the wand. You can use thing and command another creature to flee or grovel, as with the command spell. Um, you can also cast Cone of cone of Fear uh, while holding the wand. You can use an action, expend two spell charges, causing the wand's tip to emit a 60-foot cone of amber light. Each key creature must succeed on a DC 15 wisdom saving throw or become frightened of you for one minute. Hmm. This wand is the one to fear, just so you guys know. Oh, that's boring. Well, does anyone want to borrow the sword? I mean, I'm good. Yeah, I mean, you already have like four. <laughs> I'll pass, thank you. And we just know it's and we just know it's necrotic. The sword? Yeah. Oh, we I didn't say it was necrotic, kind of... but I said it was sketchy magic. That's a necrotic sword? It is a necrotic sword. And that's the wand of fear? What was in the other one? Joe, Something spoopy. I'd like to, like, pick up the sword and examine it for myself see if i can discern this actual item name in you know player language like get a sense of sense of like more than just is it necrotic grimton you're also looking at it and i'll let you combine arcana checks. all right i can understand why you wouldn't want to take this sword it would be very hard to find a sheath for it it is it is very <laughs> weirdly shaped i rolled a 15 joe well i rolled a five you were able to identify this as a sword of life stealing. In player terms, when you attack a creature with this magic weapon and roll a twenty on the attack roll, the target takes an extra DC or sorry, an extra ten necrotic damage Oof. if it isn't a construct or undead. You also gain ten temporary Man. hit points. That's brutal. I I'm like holding it in at its hilt in one hand and the, like holding it flat on the other hand examining it and thinking really hard about the implications of taking it. Auric is divided internally because on the one hand this is like an arcane object that is that is tied to this very spiritually laden place uh, and so it feels like not only robbing from that and making more enemies but also like being dependent on it somehow like not dealing with this in a mortal way i guess but then on the other hand the idea of like taking those kinds of tools and using them to keep themselves and others safe has a sort of poetic justice feel to it so they're, they're very <laughs> yeah. very split on on 
what they want to do with this weapon. So just kind of staring at it. Just take the sword. It's okay. While you're going over this spiritual turmoil, I don't mean spiritual in the literal sense, uh, internal turmoil, Auric, go ahead and give me an insight check, I think. Uh, go ahead and roll with advantage. Ooh, nat 20, alright. You you remember Colbin and Gaville's words about trying to figure out the intention of creators of tradition and spaces. So what does these three trunks were locked behind glyphs of warding in a secret room mean to their importance or their infamy, perhaps? Morlinde, do you think... Do you think these weapons have been used to to fight not necessarily the spirits directly, but like against like the spirits and their followers? And that's why they're locked up in here. Just from the um the the really old, the arcane magic that like especially the sword is giving off and the fact that that wand is called the wand of fear yeah i don't think they have like a a good history like in terms of like doing good acts for good people and good spirits like doing things for the good of you know the beings who live in the forest or any beings anywhere the weapons like it's clear that they were locked away for a reason I'm interested in what was in the third uh, chest. <laughs> what was the more we think about, or the more I think about it, the rod of resurrection seems like it would be the most logical thing to be in that chest. And we consider then, like, who else came in here to steal things? Somebody else came in here, and honestly, I'm gonna guess somebody who wasn't supposed to be here, largely due to broken locks. So, like. This other wand, which we presume to be the Wand of Resurrection, is now out. And I don't know about y'all, but I feel like if I was gonna imagine some kind of, like, bad thing to exist as a result of this, it would probably involve necromancy. Oh, of course. Especially considering its location next to a sword with necrotic uh, properties... And a wand that shoots fear. And, like, overall proximity to a graveyard. Yeah. Yeah. Don't mess with that. Something is very off here. Yeah. I mean, the locks. (laughs) And the lids. Obviously, it seems to me that the Rod of Resurrection is the the most powerful of these three objects. Like, hands down. Right? I mean, if it can... So, who has it? Well, sure, that's a question for another time. Like, we can't possibly answer that right now well i have a hypothesis like think about this we are currently trying to get to letras to combat potentially combat uh, the tempest oath who also would you know like have some druids that are on their side and might be trying to use that to fight us just because they're druids mm. doesn't mean they're going to be necromancing everything no but that would give them access to where we are which i Aren't we in the Fey right now? Like, didn't we have to? Yeah. Yeah, so, like, not anybody can come in here. That is very true. somebody tied to the Fey. So, in that case, I feel like we should should borrow these other weapons. Because I feel like with their two powers combined, we might be able to fight the the Rod of Resurrection, right? I, I, I see what you're saying. I see where you're going, and I think it could work. Let's do it, and let's go. We need yeah. to go. We probably need to be heading out of here. Joe, what was the bow? There was a there was a bow. Outside, <laughs> are you asking a magical bow? Uh, oath bow. And what's it do? Uh, are you asking this out of character? Yes. When you knock an arrow on the bow, it whispers in Elvish, "Swift defeat to my enemies." When you use this weapon to make a range attack, you can, uh, you can as a command phrase say, "Swift defeat to those who have wronged me." Uh, the target of your attack becomes a sworn enemy until it dies or until dawn seven days later. Uh, petty. Yada, 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 yada. It's like super petty. 
if uh, in addition, if your target gains no benefit from cover, yada yada yada. If the attack hits, your sworn enemy takes an extra three d six piercing damage. Yeah, I'll pick up three d six. Jeez. What? No, hold on, hold on. You can't ask me out of character. Fine, fine. What does this bow do? Fine, 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 fine. fine. <laughs> I walk over because now I'm thinking like I del- I picked up the bow earlier. Right. And then I set it, it back down. But if we've if we've just if we've crossed the bridge to the point where now we're taking stuff, then he's gonna go examine yeah, the boat. So I'd like to walk over and Okay, exa- I guess you've already popped open that can of worms. Does that make sense? Like I had already looked at it a little bit before and then put it down, but then decided now to take stuff, so I'm reconsidering and you had told us what it did earlier, I just didn't remember. Okay. I like that it talks to me. Realizing the group <laughs> mind is more lax on like taking stuff now i'm going to go back to that armor set (laughs) (laughs) yeah okay just quietly i'm not gonna say anything i forgot what kind of armor it was jesse can you remember not at all i don't think i asked i just tried it on (laughs) i'm gonna say that it's scale armor whoa that sounds right i don't know what kind of armor you had before but scale armor is pretty tight so, Morlinde, how do you feel about a god being a spirit also, or a goddess, however you want to... Mostly, I'm just confused. Um, I, I don't know. I've spent my entire life knowing that, like, the gods and the spirits do not mix, and they've been at odds with each other since the beginning. Um, so, I'm, I'm confused about why one is masquerading as the other or literally is the other i'm not sure which and also how did they get away with it how did no one notice (laughs) i mean i i understand that i i do have a you know very limited knowledge of the gods because i am you know i communicate with the spirits but surely, surely someone surely. else knew. <laughs> Thanks, Joe. I have an out-of-character thought process for this. <laughs> and it has to be out-of-character okay. because it uses actual mythology. Um, sure. So, Ayun is the god of knowledge, skill, and prophecy, right? Yep. Uh, Ayun is basically Prometheus. And Prometheus had the good sense to switch sides from the Titans to the gods because he's the god of foresight Um, yeah and so potentially (laughs) Ayun did the same thing like but the difference is that Ayun kept up both the identities right or did Ayun used to be a god and now she's a spirit or Ulrich go ahead and give me a religion check and Morlinde give me a religion check with advantage 22 18 so both of you are starting to remember again the words of the circle of the land about trying to figure out the original intentions of the creators um i'm gonna try to prompt you uh or with your skill checks the quote-unquote right direction here who's to say that morlinde you're the first one to realize that ayun and the grandmothers are the same idea i'm not going to say the same being because i don't i don't i don't know and i don't think it's relevant honestly but are at least the same idea and if that is the case could the creators of this space who carved ayun's slash grandmother's uh mask symbol into the standing stones could they have done that acknowledging the complications accepting them as they were and doing it anyway because they felt like it was important that there was something there to be wrestled with uh, despite the quote-unquote logical miscommunications you can stare at something that doesn't make sense recognize it does not make sense and continue on so we'll say that you're pondering this do you want to go ahead and leave the the library yeah i mean i think i think this seems like a good a good time to leave we need to i think our work here is done so fun musical break
Hey friends, it's Joe. So glad you've joined us for number 034 of Advantage. Thank you for supporting us. We'd like to give credit to Blake Bost, who composed our original soundtrack, which you can hear in full at soundcloud.com slash Blake Bost. Um, Daniel Grayling, who did our graphic art, uh, go visit our new website, done with the funds of our Patreon supporters who help make this show sustainable. Receiving those funds is a great help for us, and it ensures a um, high-quality product for you as our listeners. Thanks to Daniel Tan in particular, who loves the show much, that he was willing and able to up his donor level. Um, It means the world to the cast and I that people are willing to give their own resources to help make our podcast sustainable. Um, Our our Patreon, sorry, Patreon, our patron-only group me, excuse me, um, on our patron only group meet, Daniel is talking with folks about running a D&D campaign among their group. Uh, so that's a community you're missing. It's a fun time. If you're feeling generous, if you love the show and you want us to do a better job at it, it would be a great deal of help if you could contribute over at patreon.com slash advantage D&D or find a link at our website. Of course, you know of our partnering podcasting, How Friends Roll. Uh, Their DM, Sully, has been steadily working on the production of Season 4, in which I have a fun, though minor, role. Last week, he and I had a video call with Jasmine and Jim from the show The Misadventurers. Sully and I have invited them to join in the Switch series and gave them the green light. uh, And Jazz will be DMing a dungeon that will air on the How Friends Roll feed. We're incredibly stoked about it um until those air go check out both of their shows at or on twitter at how friends roll or at ms adventurers dark silver forge is still offering discounts to advantage listeners uh, they've got stunning zinc alloy dice sets right now steven is rolling with their cthulhu gold set and yes he recently brought bought their dragon steel set uh, those dice are five and a half times heavier than your standard plastic die, and they are so cool. I'm jealous of them. I keep eyeing their newest set. It's called Shadow Rogue. It's a beautiful copper series. Jeez, um, just go go check them out for yourself at DarkSilverForge.com and use the code AdvantageDND, no spaces, all caps, and receive 10% off of your purchase. We love talking with you on social media. Um, our handles, Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, Reddit, are all at AdvantageDND. Shoutouts to Alex Lee and Daniel Stewart, uh, in particular, for steadfastly keeping us updated with quotes and remarks as they go through our back catalog. We love y'all. Uh, and again, donating at patreon.com slash AdvantageDND is the most powerful way that you can demonstrate support for the show. If you can't afford that, leaving an iTunes review is a great way to help bring in new fans. All right, uh, let's get back to the library. Thank you. continue thinking about the meanings of these symbols and glyphs and the spiritual and perhaps social implications of traditions and meaning and creation itself and why things are the way that they are. But when you return to Thatch Hut, you see Gavil working hard, digging up weeds in the herb garden, and Colbin is sitting on the bench nearby. Uh, You see him pop one of his hard candies into his mouth and he sees the four of you walk up and his face lights up uh he slowly stands as this and starts to say something and then his face looks panicked colbin's eyes go wide and he silently clutches his throat and then topples backward into the bench um while gavil is still silently bent over his plants uh like did he just like die so I run over to check on him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I do too. Like, um, I don't ask that vapid question. I, like, run over. And, like, <laughs> that was a player question. <laughs> so we run over and check how he's yeah. doing. I go over to alert the other one. Gavil? Yep. So, Alaris, you run over and Gavil is, is startled when you tap him on the shoulder. Like, he was just totally oblivious to you. He didn't hear you trot up or anything. So it had his back turned to you, all that. 
you other three yeah i'm fanning he him. is uh awake and choking like he's currently choking on a hard candy oh my gosh somebody give me some medical prefer, rolls okay or medicine i'll, rolls, give, I'll give you a medicine roll get that heimlich on 14 you know how to do a heimlich maneuver a fantasy heimlich maneuver mm-hmm. but you can't like quite get your arms around he's on the ground uh, heavy Colton. and he's, i'm small yes help uh, i I lift him up because I know, like, I know what needs to be done, but I don't know if... Yeah, I lift him up and try to do the Heimlich thingy. I have Heim medicine. Uh, 17 for Heimlich. You're able to do it, and you correctly place your hands and uh, are tall enough to be able to make it work. The hard candy pops out of his mouth, and he goes... (gasps) (coughs) (coughs) And uh, Gavilla is just like panicked like he just witnessed his partner uh almost die and he's not quite saying anything almost like in shock does this happen a lot i asked gavil that was a that that was the first time i've uh, oh colvin are you colvin are you okay uh and colvin is still coughing but like breathing just trying to get it all out of his system okay gavil like coughing means airflow he's he'll be okay (sighs) thank you presiding dread (coughs) <coughs> yes. I assume we'll give them a couple minutes to catch their breath, but then I want to ask a question. We'll say time passes and everybody's okay. Can you guys tell us more about the grandmother spirit and what's the other one's name? I. Why they're the same? Why they're the same? How do you mean? After spending time in the library, we're coming out with questions of wondering if they are one being i guess I, I i believe that i understand your question and i have i have limited knowledge on the gods but well there i guess there is no but i just have limited knowledge on the gods um i don't think that i have an answer though they share a symbol they share a history they have similar portfolio of powers and i think that's okay they could be the same they could not Thank you. That actually helps. You're, you're welcome. Um, presiding Druid, did you deliver your ashes? Yes. And what did the four of you discover at the library? Fat loots. <laughs> there was a lot. <laughs> I say in my head. <laughs> and you came away with fat loots? He said that in his you're head. You're a mind reader? <laughs> I say in my head. <laughs> Colbin says nothing, but he did say fat loot out loud uh, earlier, so you don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't think, friends, that we were the the first people to have visited that recently. How do you mean? What What was that library's purpose? To protect and preserve important uh, and influential artifacts and histories. Or rather, why? Where did they come from? The people of the Watched Forest. IDK, dude. <laughs> like, like people just donate to the, the library? Like, they're just like, here's my powerful magical item. Here you Donated, go. collected, um, perhaps um, read stolen. Um, okay, so... So you, the Circle I, of the I Land, think... has stolen items from people? Well, I, I wouldn't say stolen. Are you familiar with uh, the Marvel Cinematic Universe? <laughs> no, I can't say that that's I a, am. That's and... a Mata construction, correct? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like, picture how Killmonger in the museum scene is like, nah, y'all stole all these things from their origin countries, thanks colonialism sort of stuff. Like, um, that sort of... I'm going to say, quote-unquote, so-called accidental theft of, like, good intent for the preservation of of history, quote-unquote, that uh, sometimes... Is still stealing. Frequently is still stealing, yeah. Yeah. Well... Like, it wasn't... It was taken without permission, still. I think there was actual deliberate stealing. We, uh, We found a room with... I believe some of these artifacts that you were referring to and one of them that we believe to be the 
wand of resurrection has been stolen. What? Yeah, it, it was not there. A lot of thing, uh, things had just been like taken out of a couple of boxes that had been broken into. Is anything else missing from the library? Tons. <laughs> <laughs> Do you say that in your head? Yes. I think it really loud, though. <laughs> just attest to it. If there were skeletons in the library, and they didn't have hearts, and they were on sepulchers, and that was not what I expected to find in the library. Do you know about that? The library preserves not only artifacts and written lore, but also the memories and I'm tempted to say spirits, perhaps uh, the spirits of those of the circle of the land. Gavil and I both have our own sepulchers created waiting for us. The three, the three in the Great Hall, presiding druid, were the creators of this version of the library. Alright. But why were their hearts gouged out? They offered themselves as sacrifices to protect the library of traditions. They willingly became woodwoats. So what happened to the woodwoats? Were there trees not there? Yes, there were trees. One of them had been cut down, though. It was not that way last we were there. Maybe, what has it been? Eleven months? Twelve? Almost a year? Oh, no. If there are things missing, presiding druid, it is your duty as a circle of the land to find them and to bring them back. Of course, many items have been stolen from this uh, library of traditions over the years and its various iterations. So what you're saying is there's not an exact inventory? Well, we, we do know that we are aware of the things that are missing. For example, there's one Ayun stone, a crystal ball... The horseshoes of his affair. We have a log. And what was missing from the vault? Technically, that would mean we would need to know what was in the vault originally. Fair point. Which we do not. Morlande, if I write on, if I write a little secret thing on this piece of paper that I conveniently <laughs> have that contains the name <laughs> of uh, of this, will you confirm whether or not it was there? I'm gonna write down the names of the three I objects. Mean, isn't that? Isn't that kind of moot, guys? Because it was all missing, and we have to retrieve it all. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. There were three empty chests in the in the vault. Wait. Early, I thought you just said it was just one. No, all three of them were missing. By the spirits. Uh, and we have no idea how long they've been there. It could have been at any point within the past year. Yep. You guys haven't been in there in a year? We're old men! <laughs> Speaking of which, those mushrooms are delicious. How do you guys navigate through the mushrooms to get to the library? They're very small. Are you talking about the screaming ones? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I can't hear them anymore, so it's not a big deal. It's just out of pitch that's inaudible to me. One of them had a whole, like, illusion thing going. Mmm, yes. It appeared as if the beholdery ones. Yes, those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta be careful about those. Don't give them any damage, otherwise they'll explode, and then you get, like, these spore things that you have to cure, uh, or you'll die. Excuse um, me? But out of curiosity, just, you know, for science, um, is asking for a friend, is, uh, is it like a certain death kind of thing, or is there something... It's a very, very painful death. Nobody wants to go through this death. Yeah, but is there like an anecdote? <laughs> yeah, life... I have an anecdote for you. So, <laughs> yesterday... Antidote, antidote. <laughs> I can tell you a good story. Is there an antidote? Yeah, uh, that's... But it's many year, many miles away from here, young traveler. Um, like, <laughs> like 15 hours away. Yes, there are anecdotes. I was just playing with you. Oh. One of those fun, uh, fun death jokes that we all like to yeah, do. Yeah, hilarious. <laughs> I'm just picturing them like coming up behind people and just like sporing Killing them. Killing them? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> just like sporing them like, haha, I got you. <laughs> So, like, why do you ask exactly? But definitely did attack one. Bummer. Did you die? Not yet. Oh, you're gonna. Uh. Yeah, I, I'll, we'll, we'll whip something up for you. Uh, <laughs> uh, and they they go to the back and and, um, and we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and stop the session there, y'all. <laughs> Grimton, you could have died. 
we all yeah. concur that was fine. So like, maybe my we should death get somebody been... who's better at this than we are because like you could have died from our lack of knowledge. That sentence was terrifying until ear came out. You are consumed by f I was prepared for fire. <laughs> and, like, this was going to go very poorly. But then when you're like, fear, I, like, breathed a sigh of relief. Sorry, continue. All I can think about is the last time... I was playing Dungeons and Dragons, and I messed with symbols on the wall. And we I believe exploded. it ended in a mile wild explosion. Uh, yep, killing so multiple that. people, including random little friends that you decided to bring with us. I lost sleep over those characters. Okay, it was an emotional. I laid moment. there. I laid there for a solid like hour, hour and a half, mourning the loss of fictional characters. Um, I, I was reading the other day about a shield. Um, it's a magical shield, but it's like the shield of protecting. And when you use it, it tries to use you to protect itself from harm. <laughs> so you like go to block with it and it like magically makes you take the blow instead of the shield. That is amazing. Uh, sounds like a cursed item. Well, yeah. yes, but like, can you imagine like accidentally quote dropping that in combat and then your enemy picks it up like... Look, I'm protected. And then they're not. You said that with a real bad accent. <laughs> I'm protected. Um, That's my, like, go-to average Joe voice for whatever reason. Your this... dungeon master's name is Joe. For the record, maybe not the best name. Next you're going to say Joe Schmo or Joe the Plumber. Our Trader Joe's. Trader Joe's my, the your shit. average John Doe is always just, like, a southern dude. Uh, particularly if if I find the opinion to, like somehow egregious or <laughs> I don't know, I grew up in the South. These are my people. Grinton, <laughs> give me an insight check, or no, give me an Arcana check. Yeah. It's a fifteen. When Alaris speaks about this shield of protection, was it? Yeah, some I don't remember exactly what it was called, but yes, yeah, some along those lines. When Alaris is talking about this shield, you think you start thinking about cursed objects specifically cursed shields and i'm just gonna let that trail off with three dots kind of kind of ellipses into nothing you've got the radiant sword does that have a name grimton i don't think i've named it yet not that i remember Ray Ray. think about that um so you've got the radiant sword and oh god uh more linde this sword or uh sarah this sword is night blood just like uh have you read warbreaker oh, that's a freaking brandon sanderson Thing, wait, which it? wait the the talking one? The talking one. I'd like to believe oh, yeah. this is this is Nightblood. This is a Brandon Sanderson reference. It is definitely Brando Sando. I mean, like, okay, okay, this is. I hate you both. This is a clearly necrotic sword, which could be a lot of things, but like now I'm imagining it with a personality. Uh, it's just, it's imbued with steel alloys inside of it. That's my Brandon Sanderson reference. Look, metal. Well, it's... that world has a different <laughs> you system did of magic. It. Okay, anyway, back to back to the <laughs> fantasy that I care about. <laughs> <laughs> You're stepping on a Joe's nerd pool. We gotta get it back in. Instead of okay. lightsabering <laughs> it off. What's a I should have never given you a radiant sword. It was a terrible reference. It was that um, or I had a pet dragon, Joe. That's true. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> also, the audience does not know about that. It was that or um, any number of things, Joe. <laughs> um, Joe, I'm imagining yada 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 is like some kind of like arcane, like Latin holy phrase. Like, 
and yada, yeah, yeah, yeah. yada, it's, it's yada, part of a mantra. But lo, did they? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's very much kind of a Monty Python esque sort yeah, of yeah yeah faux language. Also, I'm just imagining Alaris carrying around like six wands and just like heaven. Oh, uh, hold on, <laughs> let me get the right one, guys. I'm just... <laughs> just opening a case. I imagine like a quiver full of wands. I imagine like. You know, like the Blues Travelers with the harmonicas? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Get a little case with it. Mm-hmm. No, you should do it like Wolverine and just have one between every finger. <laughs> Get it right. Get it right. Get it tight. There is an audible cosmic uh, facepalm. <laughs> Can you go ahead and give me some uh, folly what? work for that? <laughs> there we go. Thanks. I'm glad I didn't have to do it. It says Harry Potter. Sorry. Go. <laughs> no, this is sorry, no, this is it's not Harry Potter and I had no idea. That's very uh, Deathly Hallowsy. Oh. It is very Deathly Hallowsy. That's not my intention. I'm sorry. I'm uh, so JK Rowling, sorry. I guess please sue us, but also I that was accidental, totally accidental. The sword is actually the invisibility cloak. Uh <laughs>